I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. What people want from you is usually a much simpler version of the complicated thing that you're trying to give them. Straight all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. If you are loving the Work On Your Game podcast and you want to know what is the next step you can take to get further into this world, what you need to do is go claim your free copy of my newest book, The Third Day. In that book, I'm going to give you some simple performance formulas, brand new formulas that will help you be more consistent and disciplined and trust yourself more. And all of this with no willpower required. All you had to do is follow these new approaches that I'm going to give you about performing consistency and discipline. You're going to learn to trust yourself, perform at a high level, build that reputation, and you will not need to will yourself into working hard or any of that old stuff that you've been hearing from other people about consistency. I'm going to show you the way to do it right. I'm going to give you the book for free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. So that's my newest book, Third Day. I'm going to give it to you free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. It's a physical book. The link is thirddaybook.com. Many people have asked me, Dre, do you do any form of coaching? The answer is yes. I have two coaching programs open as a matter of fact. First, my one-on-one coaching program is my third day mastermind. For those of you who want one-on-one personalized attention, where it's just you and I, we talk specifically about your goals, your challenges, where you want to go business professional-wise, where you're trying to get to, where you're at, what type of changes need to happen, whether those are tangible changes, intangible changes, starting with the being, then the doing. And of course, we got to get to the measurable havings. That is in my third day mastermind. My other coaching program is my bulletproof mastermind that is my group coaching program where i will help you have clear duplicatable systems for yourself and for your business and the discipline to execute and i will help you make sure you have all of that stuff in place in 30 days or less and then you're going to stick around the program even when you have your systems in place so that you can build your network so that you can connect with other people so that you can trade for services so that you can make those phone calls and send a text message and get problems handled that you otherwise don't need to be handling yourself or would not be able to handle yourself. That is in my group program called the Bulletproof Mastermind. You can get information and join either program by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com right now. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com for my one-on-one coaching or my group coaching program. For one-on-one, you hop on a Zoom call with me so we can talk about who you are, where you're at, and how we can get started. And the group coaching program, you can sign up right there on the website right now. Both programs, all information, all details, and get started by going to work on your game, university.com.
You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence to put yourself out there boldly and offensively, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there even when the success you've expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including you, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. Then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, techniques, and mindsets all underneath the umbrella, one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is raising your self-awareness. This is a skill and a tool that many people can benefit from. Actually, everything I talk about on the show is something that many people can benefit from, but this one as well, especially, and we're going to get into that in a moment. But first, let me take care of one housekeeping point, which is every single day I send out a daily motivation text message free of charge to everyone who is listening to this show or everyone who is in my text message community. However, you come across the number, I'm going to give you the number to get my daily motivation text. All you got to do is text me at this number and every day you will be getting the text free of charge to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. Once you text me there, you'll be getting a daily motivation, as I said, and you can actually respond to any one of those texts and you will be talking directly with me. That is not an assistant. That's not a bot that responds to those messages. That is me that responds. So text me again, 305-384-6894. Now to today's topic, which is raising your self-awareness. First of all, let's get a definition of what self-awareness means, because when you understand it, then you'll probably understand better the value of actually having more of it and having a higher level of it in your life. This definition is coming from a website called betterup.com. Quote, self-awareness is the ability to focus on yourself and how your actions, thoughts or emotions do or do not align with your internal standards. If you are highly self-aware, you can objectively evaluate yourself manage your emotions, align your behavior with your values, and understand correctly how others perceive you. It's a long definition, but it's actually in plain enough English that I don't need to add anything to it aside from the points that I'm going to give here today. What we're going to talk about is how you can get better at doing these things, focusing on yourself and understanding how the things that you're doing, actions that you take and your thoughts, how are they aligning with your internal values and standards. Actually, you got to make sure you have internal values and standards to actually have something to measure them against. And when your self-awareness is high, you can look at yourself as if you're not yourself. Basically, step outside of yourself. You can manage your emotions, understanding that often we are emotionally reacting to situations that don't require, for lack of a better term, they're not calling for the kind of emotional reaction that we often have to situations because we're only seeing them through our own eyes, through our own paradigms. And we can make sure that, again, behaviors and values align and we get a lot better at understanding how other people are seeing us, which we can leverage in many different ways strategically. We're going to get into that in one moment. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is raising your self-awareness. Point number one, notice how you are being perceived and either leverage that perception or make your adjustments so that that perception may change. So if you think you can take advantage of the way you're being perceived, learn to leverage it or if you're not in favor of the way you are being perceived, then make the necessary adjustments. That adjustment could be adjusting how you show up so that people perceive you differently. That adjustment also could be adjusting to whom you are presenting yourself so that there'll be a different perception with a different crowd, with a different audience. Sometimes you just may be selling the right thing to the wrong people. Right? Any of you ever had that happen? I could take this very message of the work on your game masterclass 
And if I gave this to a completely different audience than those of you who listen to the show, I may not get such a favorable response as I get from the people who listen to the show every day. But because I have chosen the right audience and the right audience has chosen me, I can get a favorable response to the things that I share. So sometimes you have the right thing, but you're giving it to the wrong people. And sometimes you have the wrong thing and you're giving it to the right people. And sometimes you got a combination of both, the wrong thing and the wrong people. So this is why you need to be very self-aware so that you can see what kind of response you're getting and you can discern why you are getting that response and figure out which adjustments to make. Because anytime you find yourself not getting the kind of response that you want, it's important that you discern what needs to be edited. Because if you edit the wrong thing, then you may change the thing that was actually good and not change the thing that was wrong. So now you got more things wrong and you haven't even, because you misidentified the problem. You misidentified what the actual issue was. For example, when I wanted to get my first job playing pro basketball, I knew that I had a few things I needed to resolve. First of all, I had played at a division three school, which for the pro ranks is a, a low level school. It's not the kind of school that people are looking at you at your pro material because you played at that school. So I knew I had to prove myself by playing against some people who are higher level players. Secondly, I didn't have game film that I could show of myself. That's basically your resume when you're an athlete is game film that shows you playing good basketball against other good players. I did not have that, so I needed to solve that problem. Third, I didn't have anyone advocating for me who actually had connections, i.e. relationships, with the people who could actually get me a job. So I had to solve all three of those problems. Now, what if I thought that my problem was, well, maybe I'm just not jumping high enough, or maybe my jump shot's not good enough, or maybe I don't work on my dribbling drills enough. Maybe those could be the issues, but those weren't really the issues. But what if I spent all my time working on adding a few inches to my vertical jump, working on my handle and working on my jump shot, but I didn't focus on, let me get some game film. Let me go make some connections with some people who know some people and let me go play against some people who play at a higher level so I can prove that I can compete against them. What if I never address those three things, but I address some completely other things that maybe I did need help with, but they weren't actually the issues, but I have ever gotten my job, my first job playing pro basketball? Probably not because I was addressing the wrong problem. I was, my self-awareness was too low. I did not discern the right issue. So make sure when you are facing a challenge or you're in a situation that you don't want to be in and you know there's a change that needs to happen, make sure you discern the right change. And if you discern the wrong change, again, you can put in a whole lot of work and then realize that you solved the wrong problem. So this is why it's very important that you get the right set of eyes on any problem or challenge that you have. And this is, again, I've said this so many times, this is why you sign up for courses. This is why you go to conferences. This is why you get training. This is why you hire coaches. This is why you join mastermind programs so that other people can take a look at your situation and maybe see some things that you otherwise would never have noticed. So you must notice how you're being perceived. You must check your own perception and then make your adjustments as necessary. Many people fail very, very badly at this part right here, this first point. And they appear, I don't know if any of you have ever seen this, and I might be talking about some of you right now. They appear completely colorblind as to what other people are seeing in them. You ever been in this situation where you might have realized maybe too late what people were seeing in you and you thusly, you performed not, I wouldn't even say incorrectly, but you showed people the wrong thing because you miscalculated what they were actually noticing in you. You misjudged what they were actually getting from you. When you get good at judging what other people want from you and what other people see in you, this is when you get your breakthroughs. This is when you get your insights, like I talked about in episode 1177. To give you another example, when I was first getting out of basketball and I had a mentor, this woman named Donna, I wrote about her in my book, Work On Your Game. 
she was you know, helping me figure out, all right, here's how you put together your, you know, if you're going to be a speaker or you want to get into the thought leadership world, here's how you present yourself and put yourself out there. And I remember I had done my first, I did a TED talk. My first TED talk was in 2015. And I was actually talking about the third day, which is it took me till, it wasn't until 2021 that I wrote the book, but I've been talking about the third day since probably back in 2013, 2012. But anyway, I remember after I did my second TED Talk was uh, TEDx Coconut Grove uh, down here in Miami. And the topic was how to be confident when you don't have confidence. And after she saw the video from that TED Talk, she texted me and she said, because I had been, she had been mentoring me for about a year and a half at that point. And she said, because when I first came out, I'll get to what she said in a minute. When I first was coming out, I was going to talk about internet marketing. Like how do you market yourself and build a name and a brand for yourself? through internet content, because that's what I had done. I got myself known because I was making YouTube videos and I had my website and I put books out and that's what I had done up to that point. That was my expertise or so I thought. But then after she saw that TED talk, she said, you need to be talking about mental toughness. So I don't know why I didn't notice it before, but you need to be talking about mental toughness. And she was 100% right. Because here we are. And I'm talking about mental toughness. I'm talking about mindset. And she discerned how people would perceive the message. And she looked at it through how I talked about it, the energy that I had for it, what my background was. I talked about a lot of my background in that, that TED Talk. And you know, with the things that she already knew about me, she said, this is, your, this is your zone of genius. It's talking about mindset. That's what people really want from you. Then combining that, and then you connect the dots going backwards, combining it with the fact that a lot of athletes would ask me about mindset even back when I was playing basketball. That's why I started doing the weekly motivation videos every Monday. It was discerning. How are people perceiving? What are people really getting from me? What do people really want from me? And once I got clear on that, it was smooth sailing from that point. It was really easy for me to make my, take my next steps and know what I was going to do next once I was clear on this is what people want from me. And when I started thinking about, man, I do need to talk about mindset. I do need to talk about mental toughness. Made it a lot easier for me to talk about you know, these kind of things I talk about now. So when people ask me things like, Dre, how do you come up with these ideas and these topics? and no, they do a 20, 30 minute episode on this show every single day is because I'm talking about something that is in my wheelhouse. It's easy for me to talk about this all day, every day, because I'm talking about the right topic. It's never a strain for me to find the next thing to talk about. But I needed help. I need a second set of eyes that can help me see what I had not even noticed myself up to this point. So what happens when you make a mistake here is it costs you your miscalculations cost you because you are giving people things that they don't actually want from you, things that they do not expect from you, or then you're not giving people the things that they value in you. So this is how you could be a person who's putting things out there that you want to sell, but nobody wants to buy it. Not because people don't see value in you, but because you're not offering them the thing that they actually value. You understand? There could be certain parts about you. Let's say there are a hundred different things that you could offer people in life. Now, I'm not saying that you're offering 100 different things, but there could be 100 different things you offer. Maybe 10 of them are worth, you got 10 things that are really worth a lot of money. If we're talking money here that you could sell, 10 things, but you're focusing on 10 things that are not in that 10, things that are not in that top 10. Maybe you're focusing on things that are in the bottom 50 and you're frustrated because you're like, man, I'm putting all this stuff out and I'm telling people about these things and I'm sending emails and I'm posting on social media and nobody's responding to these things is because you're offering the wrong thing. You're offering the things that people don't really value in you. They value something in you, just not the thing that you're talking about. This is the mistake. This is the miscalculation that people can make. I remember when I was in high school, the one year that I was on the basketball team, one day we're in practice and we're working on the defense. The first team was like starters. They're on defense. So they had 
the people like me, I'm playing offense. And I remember I got the ball on the wing at the three-point line. I rose up and I shot a three-pointer and I made it. And the coach looked at me, he gave me this funny look because he had this vision in his head of who I was as a player. Because at this time, the team that I'm on, this is my, my high school team, we didn't have a lot of size. And in public school teams, you often don't have a lot of big, big guys. So the tallest guy on our team is like 6'4". And at this time, I'm like 6'3", 6'4", but thinner, skinnier. So I was like a backup power forward slash center on this particular team. So when I shot that three-pointer, he's looking at me like, oh, why is my power forward or center shooting a three-pointer? Because the other guys on the team who were 6'3", six, 6'4", six, they never shot jump shots because they weren't outside players. So when I did it, he just didn't understand it. And I didn't even bother trying to convince him. I probably wouldn't have succeeded at that anyway. I got an episode coming soon on why you don't need to bother convincing people. But the whole point was, I knew what he thought I was. I knew what his vision of me was. So I didn't bother trying to change his mind. I knew I would have to wait until I got to a new situation, a new opportunity to get a different role as a basketball player. But at the same time, I was aware. So when he looked at me like that, I knew why he was looking at me like that because I knew what his vision of was me. But this very show, for example, the Work On Your Game show, any of you who's looking at this on video, look at me right now. I know that there are certain people who they just look at this. They can look at 10 seconds of this show, regardless of what the subject is, regardless of if somebody told them, hey, check this dude out. He gives good advice and good uh, material on mindset or whatever it is somebody would say about me. There are certain people who would take one look at me on camera and they would say, no, I'm not in. I'm out. Why? Because of the way that I dress, because of the way that I talk, because of the tattoos, the way I carry myself, maybe something you Googled about me. And they would decide, no, I'm out. I'm not interested in this guy at all just because of that. And they have a right to that. Now, you could call that prejudice. You could call it ignorance. You call it whatever you want, but they have a right to feel that way and understand something. You do the same thing to other people all the time. You might not notice that you do it, but we all do it. And the point is, on the other hand, there are a whole bunch of people who look at me and they say, you know what? I'm in. Right, this is exactly what I want. This guy looks like somebody that I want to listen to. I understand as a business person and as a public figure, I am not corporate. And if you know what corporate is or what it looks like and what it feels like, you look at me and you can just listen to me and you know that I ain't corporate. Any of you who's ever been corporate, you know what I'm talking about. Thusly, I do not leverage any of my resources, time, money, attention, energy, focus, or people on anything that is corporate. I do not aim for corporate. Corporate comes my way, I'll take it, but I'm never aiming for it. Why? Because I know I'm not corporate. But the funny thing is, there are many clients of mine who wear suits to work every single day. So you can figure that one out. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is raising your self-awareness. Number two, selling means when you are selling any kind of sales, whether you're selling a product, you're selling a service in exchange for money, whether you're selling an idea in exchange for someone's cooperation or agreement. Anytime you are selling means giving people what they want from you, not necessarily what you want to give them. Most of the time, that's what selling is. Now, there are some exceptions. If you happen to be a genius, like a Henry Ford or a Steve Jobs, you can just shun whatever the people say they want from you and give them what your idea is and it ends up working out. But there, for every one of Steve Jobs, you got a thousand people who thought they were that smart and they turned out that they were not. So I would say you err on the side of conventional wisdom and as far as this point goes and give people what they want from you, not necessarily what you want to give them. And maybe you give them a little bit of both, but make them believe you're giving them what they want because that's what they buy. People buy when they get what they want, not when you give them what they need. Just keeping that in mind. I told you about that before. I'll tell you about it again. There was a guy who I heard say the following, and it was a really salient point. He said, 
whenever he meets people, he's an entrepreneur. You know, he sells all different types of stuff. He does training. He writes books. He does all kinds of things. So what he does for a living, if somebody says, what do you do? You know, it's hard to fit it into a box. But he's talking to somebody once and he mentions that he does sales. And somebody said to him, OK, what do you sell? And he said, well, it depends. What do you want to buy? And that's the point that I want you to keep. I want you to take that point with you right there. What do you sell? It depends what they want to buy. It's a simplified idea, but it is directionally accurate. For example, I told you the story of this app that was called Bourbon. It was similar to like Yelp or Foursquare, where people would check in at different places and they could post pictures and give reviews and stuff like that. That wasn't doing very well. This is why you never heard of an app called Bourbon. And the creators of the app were about to shut it down. But they were taking a last look at it and they realized it was one aspect of the app that people were engaging with the most. And that was where they got to post pictures when they places that they went or they would post pictures of themselves and stuff like that. So they said, why don't we just create a new app and just take this little aspect where people post pictures and let's just make an app just based on posting pictures. They did it. They rebranded it, gave it a new name. They called it Instagram. And everybody knows what Instagram is. The whole point is those app developers, they put out what they wanted to give people, which is that full app called Bourbon. People didn't want that. What people wanted was the ability to post selfies and pictures. And now look what Instagram is now. It's a whole industry, just Instagramming. All right. There was another app called Odeo, which was, it was a, a whole lot of things going on Odeo. I don't even remember exactly what the app was supposed to do, but there was one aspect of that app where people could post little like updates. It was kind of like blogging, but it was micro blogging because it was a limit of how many characters you could post. It was only 140 characters per written post. And the people who created Odeo, they took a bunch of funding money. It wasn't working out. They went out to all the investors and said, well, look, we're about to shut this down. We'll give you your money back because this isn't going to work. But just in case any of you want to invest with us again, we're going to take this little aspect, this little side project we're working on, this little micro blogging thing. We're going to rebrand it. We're going to give it a new name. We're going to call it Twitter. Any of you want to invest in this? None of the investors were interested. They all took their money back. So the developers, they went forward on their own with this new thing called Twitter. And we all know what Twitter is to this very day. Again, same point. Sometimes it's not what you want to give people is what people actually want from you. Sometimes your great idea is not what the public wants. Now, while it is possible you can reinvent yourself, as I talked about in episode 1636, the low hanging fruit, in other words, the easy win for you in life is often recognizing what people actually want and just giving them that. Now, that's the easy win. Often what people want from you, and this is a, a, a key insight that you should keep in mind, what people want from you is usually a much simpler version of the complicated thing that you're trying to give them. Why? Because all of us are so damn smart, or at least we think we are, or we try to present ourselves as such. We try to give people such complex things. Usually they don't want all the bells and whistles that you're offering. They just want a simple piece of it. And this is why you have to be more self-aware and, and identify what are people actually paying attention to? Because usually the breakthroughs that we come across, if you really think about the breakthroughs that have come out in life, that other people created, the breakthroughs that you've had, the big wins that you've had in your life, usually they're a pared down, simplified version of your grand scheme that you had in the beginning. True or not? At least the breakthrough thing that helps you get through is a pared down version of your big idea from the beginning. So usually you don't have to come up with something that is so complex and so big that it's hard to understand and definitely not hard to explain. You want something that's simple to explain because the easier someone can understand something, the easier they can take to it, and the easier they can make a decision to move forward, the easier they can buy. So sometimes we do too much for people when all they want is the simple stuff. So again, see the stories of those, those apps above. No app 
ever blew up because they added a whole bunch more stuff. And then people said, oh, that's exactly what I wanted. Then they all signed up for it. It was always taking a big idea, paring it down to a small element of the big idea. And that's the thing to help to blow up a simple idea. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is raising your self-awareness. Number three, understand that your status and thus the way you are perceived by other people changes when you enter different rooms. Based on who is looking at you and their perspective, and remember that everybody is only thinking about their own perspective, they're not thinking about yours. When you walk into different rooms, people have different expectations of people, they have different expectations of you, and they may have a different picture in their mind of who and what you are and who and what they should expect from you. This is why you have to be very self-aware so that you have a good idea of what people are thinking about you, feeling about you, and expecting from you when you walk into a room, if anything at all. In this room, for example, the Work On Your Game podcast room, those of you who are listening or watching, listen to or watching this show, the masterclass, I'm the expert here. I'm the host. I'm the star of the show. When I attend a conference, however, as an audience member, like I buy a ticket to go to somebody's event, I talk 98% less than I'm talking right now, maybe 100% less. Sometimes I don't speak at all. Why? Because the environment has changed. And in that room, I'm not the star anymore. So I understand in different rooms, I'm giving you a stream example here, but in different rooms, I have different roles and there are different expectations of me based on the rooms that I am walking into. I am very aware of that. So I know how to play off of maybe what I think people's expectations are or what I, the information I can gather about how people are seeing me and what people are wanting from me. When I do a speaking gig, for example, being that I'm not no super name famous, I'm not like Magic Johnson or no Troy Aikman or something like that. Whenever I do a speaking gig, the way that things normally work is once you get booked and you're on the calendar, the association or the company that's hosting you as the speaker, the company that hired you, they will announce to their attendees or their company or whoever's coming, hey, we got Dre Baldwin coming and whatever other speakers are coming, if any. And they'll, they'll put your picture up there and put your little bio up there. And the bio is usually written by you. They ask you for the bio. They put your picture up there, your bio, a little bit about what you're going to talk about, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, people are going to go Google you and look you up. And hopefully people come expecting something positive from you. But whenever I am doing a speaking gig, I always have a conversation with the decision maker, i.e. the person who wrote the check, before the event. And I ask them, well, I ask them several questions, but one of the key questions that I ask is the following. What do people want to get from my presentation? Actually, I ask what do people want to get? But what I really mean is what do you want to get, decision maker? Because I don't really care what the audience thinks. I care what the decision maker thinks. Why? Because the decision maker is the one who can write another check next year for another event. That's the person I'm really concerned with. So I asked them, what do you want your audience to get from this? There's one thing they can take away from it. What do they want to get? And I make sure I deliver that because, again, that'll assure me that possibly I can get another check. I may get some referrals and or a great testimonial review or something like that that I can leverage for future business. Because, again, we're thinking about business here. So you got to know the environment that you're stepping into, what people are expecting of you, and then delivering what they want. Give people what they want. They usually give you what you want. Zig Ziglar paraphrasing. That's what Zig, Zig Ziglar used to always say. Many people need to learn this skill and would benefit from it a ton. If you would just pay attention. When you know how you are being perceived by others, you can use it to your advantage and leverage it on an as needed basis. For example, being that I know I'm not corporate, as I told you a moment ago, it's still possible that some corporation might call and hire me to do an event. Why? because their diversity, equity, and inclusion department might be calling for more diversity in the speakers and the consultants they hire. So they need to hire 
a token black guy and they find me. And listen, it ain't my fault. I didn't tell them to do it, but I will take the check. Why? Because I'm in business. So it's just understanding. And then when I get there, I know that's why I'm there. I know that's why I came there. I might even throw that into my speech, depending on who it is and know how I feel I can get away with it. But you get the point that I'm saying here is understanding who you are, knowing who you are, knowing how you're being perceived. And then you can learn how to play off of that. If there's a conflict between the two, you can play off of that. Again, it depends on your personality, your communication skills, but all of this stuff, stuff you need to know about. So then you have the leverage and you have the luxury, you have the opportunity to possibly do something with it. But when you are unaware of how you're being perceived, you are putting yourself in a position of peril. Recap in today's class, which is raising your self-awareness. Definition of self-awareness is the ability to focus on yourself and how your actions, thoughts, or emotions do or don't align with your internal standards. If you're highly self-aware, you can objectively evaluate yourself, manage your emotions, align your behavior with your values, and understand correctly how others perceive you. Point number one, notice how you're being perceived and either leverage it or adjust to it. People will see you sometimes very differently from how you see yourself. You can either try to convince them, which I suggest you probably don't. It's a waste of time. Make adjustments based on how they're perceiving you that you can leverage to your own advantage, which is something that is good, or do things to let them feel, demonstrate to them how their perception may be incorrect, but do not try to explicate. In other words, do not try to explain. Point number two, selling means giving people what they want from you, not necessarily what you want to give them. Somebody asked this guy, what do you sell? He said, it depends. What do you want to buy? The whole point is you give people what they want, not what you want to give them. Just like Bourbon had all these bells and whistles in their app. They stripped it down to just pictures. It became Instagram. Instagram blew up. Odeo stripped itself down. It became Twitter and Twitter blew up. While it is possible to reinvent yourself in life, the low-hanging fruit, the easy opportunity that any of us can grab right now is just giving people what they want from you. Just deliver that and people will give you everything that you want. Point number three, understanding your status and your perception in the eyes of other people changes when you are in different rooms. So you need to be clear on this and be aware of how people are observing you, how are they feeling about you, what energies are they giving off about you. This is why you got to get really good at reading people. You got to get really good at reading the room, noticing how people are responding to your energy. Notice who's laughing at your jokes and who's not laughing. How are people looking at you when you walk in? All of these things are part of your communication. Most communication is nonverbal, folks. This is why you have to be really good at observing, really good at paying attention, really good at Picking up on the energy in a room, not just the words that people say, because adults, we all get really good at telling people anything with our words that gets them off of our backs and gets them to leave us alone. But we are not as good at hiding things when it comes to our nonverbal communication. This is why you got to get good at picking up on this stuff. People will tell you everything if you are paying attention. All that said, get my daily motivation text every day straight to your phone by texting me at the number 305-384-6894. And you want some help with your skill of selling, your skill of self-awareness, your skill of leveraging how people are picking up on you or not, then join my Bulletproof Maximize, my group coaching program. Every week, I do a 90-minute to two-hour training on a business and or personal growth topic. Take all questions. We have an ongoing discussions going on in the member community, member-only community at all times. You can join all of that by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. If you would like to work with me one-on-one, my one-on-one program is called the Third Day Mastermind. Same link, workingyourgameuniversity.com. You want to get started on my Bulletproof Mindset course, which is my deepest, the deepest course on having unbreakable mental toughness and your highest possible level of confidence. No more beating yourself up. No more feeling frustrated about yourself and where you're at in life. 
join the course. Get started right now, and I give you a ton of bonuses. I mean, the bonuses are worth more than the course. I'm being honest. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. All at the same link. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.